0: Welcome to Truth and Lending, America's coolest, hippest mortgage and real estate news podcast. Today is part two of Building the Future. And joining us in studio today is Regional Sales Manager for New Homestar Oregon and Hayden Homes, the amazing Lindsay Clossett. You no know Katie today. She's still soaking up the tropical sun in Bali, but you've got Greg in the catbird seat and yours truly to get through this. Welcome to Truth and Lending, you guys. Just happy to be here. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: I am so glad to have you on here. It's been a couple of years that I've been trying to strong arm you to get in here. Yeah. And here you are.
1: Yeah. You cornered me at the right time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who is Lindsay Claussen? Did I say your name correctly? You did. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, tell us who you are, what you do.
1: Um, I am the regional sales director for the Central Oregon with Hayden Holmes and new home star. Just like you mentioned, I've been with been with them about eight years. Um, couple things about me, so I'm a I'm a bad liar. Okay. Did you know that?
0: Well, we were gonna play Two Truths and a Lie, so that 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 works great. We'll be able to figure out the lie very quickly.
1: You will. Um
0: So so quick, two Two Truths and a lie for us.
1: Okay, so Um, oh my gosh, Randy, um, look at, you already know, you already know I'm lying right Uh off the bat. (laughs) Okay. So I love traveling around the world with my husband and my two daughters. Um, I actually met my husband while I was traveling through Central America. I spent about a year there after I graduated from high school. And before I worked with new home star and Hayden homes, I bartended in downtown Bend for about 10 years.
0: Okay. Is there a lie in there somewhere?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: wait. So she loves traveling around the world. And I know that you're going to Thailand soon. So I think that's a truth. And I do remember that you did used to be a bartender many, many moons ago. So you did not meet your husband in Central America. Is that the lie?
1: That is.
2: fantastic. You are good. Wow, you are
0: good, Randy. Fantastic. Look at well, that. Um, you know, on part two of Building the Future, we really wanted to kind of get an idea because it really seems like new construction is one of the only games in town right now as far as uh, across the nation, not even just here in our little neck of the woods in Central Oregon, but across the nation. So, um, you know, let's talk about inflation and cost to build and you know, how that's affected builders and and you work, even though you work for New Home Star, which I believe is a nationwide company. Yes. And do they specialize relationships with builders? How does that work?
1: Yeah, they um, partner with builders all across the United States. So anywhere from just uh, like a software as a service company Mm -hmm. and a training platform, all the way to providing a, a high end sales team for builders and even marketing services.
0: Awesome yeah. so so how have builders and, and new homestar and how have you been able to maintain profitability with the construction costs skyrocketing?
1: Yeah, so a um, couple different things actually. We um, our our construction team, part of their role is to constantly be negotiating with our trade partners. And so we are actively doing that all the time. So when the market's good, they're negotiating. And when there's inflation, like we're seeing right now, they're still negotiating. And so it's a long-term mindset and that's part of their role that they just do daily. And then Mm -hmm. we are also constantly evaluating where our position in the market is. So we're always capturing the top market value for our homes on the sales side on a weekly basis.
0: <clears throat> Greg's gonna join yeah. the podcast uh, with us eventually. Sorry, <laughs>
2: um, you know, with that, how have construction costs been? Where are they increasing? Are they decreasing? Can you speak on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, we. It's really. It's kind of balancing out. I'm seeing some of the costs go up and some go down, but they're they're really in some fluctuation but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day when we see like the overall cost of what it takes to build a home we're seeing some balancing out just like we're seeing interest rates settle into where they're at i feel like that's how building costs are really just settling in to where they are Um, unfortunately they're higher than they were a couple years ago right Mm -hmm. but it this is the new normal and i think we're going to see some consistency for a little bit
0: not just a, a little higher I mean, I don't mean to be the doom. Not doom just guy. a little
1: higher. That was my optimism. <laughs> <More than> that <laughs> double. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's more costly, but um, unfortunately, I think we're all getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, so what has been the impact of rising interest rates um, to you? Have you noticed things slowing down, or has it actually helped boost business?
1: Yeah, we have introduced some uh, incentives right. with that, where we're contributing. Uh, seller paid closing costs to help either buy buy, our, buy rates down or just help out the buyers in some way, shape or form. They can kind of use it however they want. Um, so that has been huge. But also we're seeing a lot less investors and a lot more local buyers. Um, we have not slowed down with the lack of supply, like you'd mentioned before, mm-hmm. Randy, that new construction is is mostly what's out there to buy. And so we have not seen a slowdown because of it but we have seen our our buyer type really change pretty drastically where we were seeing a lot of people move from out of state now it's local no investors and um it's been really exciting and fun to see the shift yeah
2: Yeah, it's a nice shift in in buyer pool for sure
1: yeah
0: Is, is it oh, your first day on the podcast, Greg? It kind Greg? Of is, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay. it's my, it's my first
1: day too, oh, Greg. Yeah. We're in this together. Nate <laughs> is
0: filling in for Katie, <laughs> who's not here today. Um, so, uh, so, Katie, Greg. Yes,
2: yeah, such a high bar to yes. uh,
0: uphold. That's
2: right. Um, I had a question regarding the buyer incentives. You know, we. Yeah. I feel like we were seeing a lot more towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year. How has that changed or is that, has that changed?
1: Um, it's changed a little bit. I think we see incentives just being a consistent thing, maybe fluctuating on the dollar amount contributed, mm-hmm. but we are going to see incentives here for a while. Um, they're, they absolutely work and, um, it, and it really helps make a massive difference for the buyer and Hayden Homes really gears our homes toward that first time home buyer mm-hmm. or just that, lower price demographic is our entire mission. And so by offering that incentive, we help capture that that buyer that we like to see.
2: Awesome. And is it mostly, are you seeing people take those credits and go towards uh, their interest rate or are you seeing a lot of people doing upgrades with the homes instead or is it kind of a balance?
1: It is, it's a balance. Um, I would say in the last 60 days, we're seeing a lot more people use them towards the interest rate. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been a, a really positive to see that, um, you know, how big of a difference that makes. Yeah. Right. Awesome.
0: You can buy it from 12% down to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I am on one today and it's because the, the, it's a bad day in the market. And, and we'll get to that later in the oh. truth and lending mortgage news, but the focus is on you, <laughs> not on me. And I'm not wearing my princess shirt today, so I'm gonna stop acting like one. So, um, <laughs> what is what's the permitting process been like through you know, kind of dating back to COVID? And yeah. you know, are there are there hoops that you guys have had to jump through? Has the permitting process sort of slowed, or can you speak to that at all?
1: Yeah, you know, um, one would assume that with maybe a little less building, a little less going on, that the permits would go faster Mm -hmm. through the municipalities and we're absolutely not seeing that it's it's still been kind of that slow drag that we've been in even through the pandemic I don't think it's really on average gotten any faster Um, bend definitely takes the longest Um, and Redmond is consistently around two to four weeks but but those it's really inconsistent it makes it really difficult for us to predict a a finish timeline for our buyers while we're in that permitting process. So, mm-hmm. um, Randy, I know you're really familiar with, we we offer this two-month window of closing and then hope to hit that. And um, when when the permits take anywhere from, they could be 30 days or they could be five months at the city of Bend, then it, it makes it difficult to predict. So, um, yeah, we're still seeing some pretty inconsistencies. Right. <laughs> oh. So yeah. with,
0: with the lack of inventory out there, Mm-hmm. Um, I've also noticed that there's a lack of land inventory. So yes. land acquisition. Um, I mean, you guys are in multiple states. So what has it been like trying to find new buildable, developable uh, land?
1: Yeah, we, uh, Hayden Homes widely benefits from being so ingrained in our community here in Central Oregon. Um, of course, we build in Washington, Idaho, and Montana as well, and a huge focus on secondary underserved markets. So Typically, there's not a lot of other builders as competition that we're seeing in these markets, and we have people on the Hayden Homes team that go out and make those connections in the community so that we create relationships, and we have people with land that come come up all the time. Yeah. Um, it, it has been quite a bit less, and... It takes even longer to develop a piece of land now, just like I was saying about the municipalities taking even longer for all of their processing. And then they have all these new rules that they like to add in right in the middle, right? And so, um, so we are still seeing land deals come through, but just n- not as large of a project. So we're seeing more of like a five to 20 lot subdivisions instead of the 40 to 100 lots.
2: Gotcha. How, how long do one of those projects take from land acquisition to completed like a 20 lot project? How long does that take?
1: So 20 lots, if we were going to go from a raw piece of land to, to selling, that's probably anywhere from a year to a year and a half. I would say the, the actual land development part construction is probably only about six to eight months. Um, and then all of the signatures and all of that can take another six to eight months potentially. And then selling through those 20 lots is another six months. So I would say about, let's see, two and a half years okay. to go from start to finish.
2: Awesome. Yeah. And I know we've seen builder confidence come up over the last couple months. Yeah. So would you think that we would start to see a lot of new construction coming out towards the end of this year, beginning of next year?
1: Yeah. I think okay. we're going to see a lot of new subdivisions hit in the spring Um, I've, I'm seeing a ton of land development going on all over Redmond and, and bend. And so I would anticipate that those communities are going to start middle of next year.
0: Cool. I mean, there's, there's a fair amount of uncertainty Mm -hmm. in the market right now. Yeah. Uh, You guys are staying busy. Uh, We had another builder on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, They're staying busy from what I can tell builders are really, you know, they're they're just they're cranking right now because there's you know people are having a hard time divorcing their three percent rate and in putting their house on the market to go buy something new. Um, so one of my questions for you and I, and I I asked our last guest this and I'm curious to see what you say is is there's a major housing shortage not just here in the state of Oregon but across the nation. Yeah. And what are what are builders doing nationwide? More specifically, from your experience. What are we doing to
1: combat this problem?
0: Can you please build homes faster?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be the easiest solution, right? um, but also the hardest. Um, you know, we are actually, um, we're noticing a lot in the city of Bend and, and Redmond is uh, pretty close to follow that they're we're starting to do some of these cottage communities, which has been really mm-hmm. fun and exciting. We have one that um, we recently completed in Redmond that was 56 homes, um, 1,100 square feet and smaller for the Mm -hmm. square footage. So higher density, smaller home. So a little bit quicker to build. More Um, affordable. More affordable. Yeah. And then we have a couple of um, uh, subdivisions that we're anticipating that are coming up also that will have more of those. And then we're also seeing more townhome attached. Mm. New construction coming up in the future as well. Just lending to that higher density so that we can build more homes for to fit that need.
0: I got kind of a left field question for you. So a recent survey came out, at least in central Oregon. And and I feel like this is also something that is nationwide is that the amount of cash buyers out there in central Oregon so far year to date has been 42% of all transactions have been cash. Are you guys noticing that?
1: We are noticing more cash buyers, not quite in the 42%. I would say we're in the more of a 20 to 25% range. Um, but there's two ends of the spectrum, right? So there's right. the people w- that have cash to purchase, and then there's people that can only do 3% down. And that's kind of what we're noticing. There's that in-between is really, there's hardly any buyers in there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears>
2: okay. <throat> Um, This is also kind of a question I love, Field, Um, mentioning, you know, higher density and all that. I know some communities are putting in um, multifamily units. Is that something that we'll see in newer developments?
1: In almost every single one. Yes. Yeah. A lot of the the newer developments that we're planning, the city has a lot more involvement in the planning of them also, which makes them take a little bit longer. But multifamily, townhomes and single family detached will be all clustered into one subdivision mm-hmm. for several of our upcoming subdivisions is what we're going to see.
0: And and we are by no means uh, you know, innovators of this uh, type of zoning. Uh, this is something that's been going on nationwide to to help with the housing shortage and help with the, you know, the lower income, um, you know, middle income families yeah. uh is making sure that when a new development goes up that you've got some multifamily Um, you know, maybe even some light commercial in there, um, you know, to really blend these neighborhoods. And so it's, it's nice to see that, uh, more specifically, uh, you know, obviously this is a a podcast that goes nationwide, but the city of Redmond is, you know, sort of a suburb to the city of Bend. It's (laughs) nice to see the city of Redmond really kind of pioneering that in our area, um, you know, to, to help out with the underserved.
1: I agree.
2: Yeah. Where is Hayden Homes? How many states are you guys in?
1: We are, so we started here in Redmond, um, so all over Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and most recently Montana. So oh. four states.
0: Awesome. Montana. And are you guys looking to expand into more states than that?
1: Right now, I, I, I don't think so. Um, they're really particular about su- securing supply chains and making sure that we can offer the highest quality home for the lowest possible cost for our buyers so we can fit that buyer pool like I was mentioning earlier. And so when we expand, it's harder to keep those supply chains the way we need them. So um, slow expansion, but very uh, very intentional about it as well.
0: Awesome. So okay. um, do you get pretty sweet concert tickets?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to some really sweet concerts this summer, yes. And there are a few perks to working for Hayden Homes. <laughs> can,
0: can, can you also answer the question that we're all dying to know? Why are concert tickets so stinking expensive these days?
1: Oh, I can't answer that. Oh,
0: man. I wanted to get you in trouble with your employer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't get to, we don't get to pick the price of the concert tickets I at know. Hayden Homes. That would be interesting, though. I wonder if we could do like a concert ticket CMA, supply and demand type of thing. Right. Same concept, but a uh, different product. So I'm going to cool. see Jason yeah.
0: Isbell on Saturday. And when we bought our tickets a few months ago when they when he announced that he was going to be here, and I'm just, I love Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Stoked to go see him. And when we bought, tickets were um, about twice as much as they are now, which is crazy to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I went on, went on and looked at the cost of the tickets. So I don't know if that's just because they're... They're you know trying to sell the last few that they've got because it's coming up so quick. But uh, what are some good know. shows that uh, have you already seen any this year?
1: I haven't been to one yet. I'm guilty. Greg, uh. who've you
2: seen? I've been on a couple on the river. Okay, it's been really nice. So you've been poaching? Yes, definitely. Probably seeing uh, <laughs> Revolution. Oh, Revolution's great. They always come through. Always a fun show.
0: I'm going to see, and this dates me, I'm going to see Candlebox and Three Doors Down in August. That would be a fun show. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: It definitely dates you. Greg's (laughs) going to be
2: watching it from the river. (laughs) I can't wait. And I've been meaning to ask, so can we get any concert tickets?
0: Yeah.
1: I wish it was that easy. Mm. No. Darn.
2: Had to try. Had to try. Had to try. You're welcome to try
1: again, but... (laughs)
2: <laughs> doors open okay, Doors open Perfect
1: you, We could go together It'd be super fun I'm there I'm going yeah. to Revolution also So it'll be perfect Fantastic
2: <laughs> So um,
0: what would your advice be To a first time home buyer That might be listening to the show That wants to buy mm-hmm. a new construction Maybe not necessarily a Hayden Homes Yeah um, But you know Something in new construction What would your advice be?
1: For shopping for new construction As a mm-hmm. first time home buyer Yeah Um, you know, there is no substitute for just going into the model and talking to somebody. Um, there's so much information on all builder websites. Um, some better than others, of course, but they're so interactive nowadays. There's so much information, but there is absolutely no substitute for just walking in and talking to somebody. And, um, I think we're afraid of that after the last few years, but that is absolutely the best way to start um we always think we know what we want when we're shopping online and then when Mm -hmm. you order something online it shows up in the mail and you're like oh that's not what i wanted." (laughs) same thing with buying a house so if you just show up and and walk into the model home and you can touch it and you can see things in person versus looking at it on a screen it's absolutely the best way to start
0: random fact about me because the show is clearly all about me uh my first home was a hayden home
1: Really? Wow. My
0: first home purchase was a Hayden home.
1: What year was that, Randy, since we're dating you today? Uh,
0: 2016. Wow. Yeah, 2016. I was a very, very late bloomer when I bought my first house. Wow. It doesn't date him very much. It, it
2: doesn't.
1: It
0: doesn't date me very much.
2: <laughs> I love that fun
1: fact.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. So we appreciate the Q&A. Will you stick around for the news?
1: Absolutely.
0: Awesome.
2: Greg. I like that. We've got some headlines. All right. Home prices post first annual decline since 2012. Wait, what? 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 A That's A decline? Right. That's right. Okay.
0: Where? Everywhere. Okay. Wow. 0.2% decrease. Uh, the National Association of Home Builders, ION Housing, reports that bank failures have had some effect on builders... When it comes to land acquisition, development, and speculative single family construction, some three in five builders are finding it more difficult to obtain as a result of the financial stresses within, with the recent bank failures. What say you, Lindsay? Millions in the UK are on the brink of insolvency as a large number of mortgages across the pond are adjustable rate, tied to the nation's benchmark rate, which continues to rise. What's the ECB? Oh, oh go, well, go ahead and read oh, read okay. it as if you know what you're talking about, and then I'll instruct you. The ECB is likely to raise rates in July. European Central Bank. Oh. So the whole state of Europe. That's a large state. <laughs> it's a continent. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the European Central Bank basically controls rates for the entire nation. So... Um, mm. You know, with Great Britain having done Brexit, they sort of control, their bank controls their own, and they just came out, raised things, shocked the world by raising things half a point. And now the uh, the Fed's likelihood of raising things by another quarter percent in July has now gone up to 90 percent. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So much for that hawkish pause. Huh. Yeah. So, um, you know, the hawkish pause we talked about before, we're not going to raise rates, but we're going to wait and see we're going to delay the pain but ultimately i feel like more
2: pain is coming yeah so that feels like it the good news that i have great <laughs> a little different than the happy hour yeah <laughs> housing news reports new home sales hit a 15 month high as prices dipped nationwide yeah how crazy is that you know a 15 month high of new home sales
0: across the nation yet prices went down 0.2% interesting yeah, it makes no sense to me.
2: Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the average rate as we record this show today, uh, likely to go up by the time you listen to this, but six point nine two percent, relatively unchanged from uh, our last episode a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, FHA, you can still get there right around six and a half, six and five eight. Same with VA rates. Um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But I'll tell you this: I, I met with some clients this week. And they said the same thing that so many people have have already said. I'm going to wait until rates come down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you wait until rates come down, then there's more competition, and prices go up as a result. Yep. You know. So if you're sitting on the fence, buy a home when you can afford a home. Don't get stuck on the rate. Payment is obviously important, right? Don't get stuck on the rate. Thanks for joining us today, Lindsay. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. You were fabulous.
1: Thank you,
0: Katie. We miss you. Come back soon. This has been Truth and Lending. This has been great. Oh. <laughs> uh, no errors to report from our last show. If you want to message us, go to Instagram. We're at Truth and Lending Podcast. Other than that. We'll see you next week, Potato Heads. Nice jogging suit. Thank you. Your top half looks great. I'm going to wear my princess shirt next week. (laughs)